0: Welcome to Brookings First United Methodist Church and our podcast, Messages from First United Methodist Brookings. This podcast is an audio version of Pastor Pete Grassow's sermons from the First United Methodist Church in Brookings, South Dakota. You can watch the full services online anytime on our website at brookingsmethodist.org or at the link in the episode notes. On behalf of Pastor Pete and our entire church family, Thank you for joining us.
1: I am going to read to us from Scripture. If you have a Bible, feel free to join me. I am reading from Luke's Gospel, chapter 15. Luke 15, a passage that is familiar, the kind of passage we grow with over the years. A parable told by Jesus. Luke 15. I pick up at verse 11. To further illustrate the point, Jesus told them the story. A man had two sons. When the younger told his father, I want my share of your estate now instead of waiting until you die, his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings And took a trip to a distant land and there wasted all his money on parties and prostitutes. And I'm sure I could continue with the story, and I'm sure you have heard it many times. A story of a young man who takes his inheritance and heads from the farm to the city, where He wastes that inheritance on parties. And then he finds himself broke and in a strange town. And so he returns home and is welcomed home with love and compassion. Now, I think it's true to say Jesus didn't invent this story. It was probably a familiar scenario to rural farmers and fishermen who listened to his preaching. They too had children who left the small towns and headed out to explore bigger places with more excitement and adventure. And maybe for us who live here in the Midwest, we can identify with the story of young people who, when they finish their education, head off for the big city and all that it promises it does strike me as an aside that there is perhaps an underlying challenge to those who listen to the story both those in the time of jesus and we today who listen to it are we willing to welcome our children home those children who so eagerly left and perhaps, in our opinion, squandered their lives in the cities, are we willing to offer them love and compassion and acceptance like the father did when his younger son came to his senses? Perhaps somewhere in the story, Jesus asks parents to be forgiving of their children's attempts at spreading their wings. Perhaps we can learn from this father who welcomed his son back into the family with such grace and such compassion and kindness. But the story really gains its edge as we listen to the second half of it. From verse 25, we discover that Jesus' story becomes a whole lot sharper. Listen to Jesus. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard dance music coming from the house, and he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the calf we were fattening and has prepared a great feast to celebrate his coming home again unharmed. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years, I've worked hard for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to, and in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet, When this son of yours comes back after spending your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the finest calf we have on the place. Look, dear son, his father said to him, you and I are very close and everything I have is yours. But it is right to celebrate for he is your brother and he was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and is found. And as I listen to the story, I do wonder who is the ungrateful son? Is the ungrateful son the one who left home and spent everything and then returned? Or could the ungrateful son be the one who stayed at home? Most times the story is told. We think of the son who left home as ungrateful. But... If we listen carefully, the son returns home and expresses his love for his home and his family and asks forgiveness of his father. But listen to the words of the son who stays at home. I'll read a little again from that scripture passage. The older son, the older brother, was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, all these years I've worked hard for you, never once refused to do a single thing you told me. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet, when this son of yours comes back after spending your money, you celebrate. The older brother refuses to join the family, is unable to welcome a brother who they all thought had died. In fact, did you note his words? This son of yours, not my brother. And if we pause and wonder why he is angry. He's angry because his brother got a party. As his father pointed out, he has a home and a family and he stands to inherit everything. But he's jealous of a party. And I wonder about our human nature. I wonder how often we become consumed by the things other people get, things we don't have. And we are so consumed with jealousy, we do not even see all the blessings we already have. I've seen it happen in families. Children watch each other to see what the parents are giving each child. I wonder in your family if the phrase, that's not fair, became a common cry. As you see one child receiving something that the other child hasn't got. Certainly this can happen at work. Where we are extremely sensitive about things such as salaries and bonuses and overtime. And we watch each other to see if you get more than me. It certainly can happen in our spiritual life. We begin to judge who we think deserves God's love and who definitely does not deserve the love of God. It's noticeable that we're always in the group that deserves God's understanding for our failures, but at the same time, we have a list of other people who do not deserve a break from God. Let me suggest another approach. The core of this parable told by Jesus is that everything is undeserved love. The invitation from Jesus for us to learn to be grateful for what we have, to literally count our blessings instead of worrying about what the other people get within the family, what the other brothers and sisters or the cousins get. Let's be grateful that we were given this gift of life by our parents. Perhaps the biggest thing in a family is to be grateful that we have people who love us and who we can love. At work, instead of getting bitter because you lost out on something, be grateful that you have work and a roof over your head and food on your table. And in our spiritual lives, let us stop judging the worth of other people. Instead, let's be grateful for the love of God that we receive and learn to share the love we have received with the people around us. I am challenging us to learn to be grateful. Thanksgiving is approaching, and perhaps this year we can prepare for thanksgiving we can think through what our response would be to thanksgiving and this year we can truly say thank you for all we have perhaps we can complain a little less about the things we don't have and can give thanks for that which we
0: do have thank you for listening to this message from first united methodist brookings To get every message delivered to you, subscribe to this podcast for free and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. You can always find more information about our services and outreach on our website at brookingsmethodist.org and on our Facebook page at Brookings First United Methodist Church. On behalf of Pastor Pete and all of Brookings First United Methodist Church, thank you for listening. This podcast was produced by Sam Becker on behalf of First United Methodist Church in Brookings, South Dakota. Intro and outro music was performed by our praise team under CCLI license number 936719, streaming plus license number 21039161. Visit BrookingsMethodist.org for more information.